You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ family of churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. Morning, church. Hi, my name is Timothy Jackson. I'm from Pepperdine University, current sophomore, and um, I'm studying computer science right now. And so today we're going to talk about, since we're going to continue our theme of this month, which is wonder. So, you know, give it up to Justin and Tim for the last two weeks, been preaching about wonder. You know, and they actually had me wondering about a bunch of things, because, you know, especially being a comp sci major, um, like Grant will talk later about it, it's, it's, it makes you wonder. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Um, but today's message, we're going to be talking about um, being in wonder of God's future and imagining the amazing things we can do. So if you can pull up those slides, that would be wonderful. Oh, you saw that? You caught that? You caught that? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I got plans for days. Yeah. Uh, yes. All right. Well, since they're getting ready right now, so why don't we flip our Bibles to Second Corinthians 5. And then we're going to start at verse 1 through 9. And if you guys have your Bible, say amen. 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 All right. So for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a great building from God. An eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead of with our heavenly dwelling. Because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed. Instead, with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now, the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God who has given us the spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at the, and at the home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and we prefer to be away from the body and our home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are home in the body or away from it. And that might be a lot to grasp. And, you know, I'm going to kind of kick it back old school the way I used to do it because I never grew up reading NIV. So we're going to kick it to the New King James Version, you know, get a little, you know, get a little, get a little spice in here. Because, yeah, so I'm going to read the same scripture over again. And, you know, I'm going to try to highlight some words for you guys so you guys can, like, kind of concept, get the concept of it. So it says, for we know that our earthly house, this tent is destroyed. We have a building from God. A house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For if we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven, if indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we are in this tent grown, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but, but further clothed, the mortality may be swallowed by life. Now, he who has prepared us, for this very thing is God, who has also given us the spirit as a guarantee. We are always confident, knowing that we, while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, 
well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore, you make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well pleasing to him. So I'm going to start at verse five, because I believe that's where it kind of picks up the wonders. See, look, wonderful butterfly right there. Um, and like on verse five, where it says. Oh, cops. OK, now he has prepared us for this very thing is God who has given us the spirit as a guarantee. And now I want to focus on this word prepared. That means we are equipped with it, right? And we have the choice to whether do it or not, right? So when we prepare something and God has given us this ability to wonder about what our purpose is, it, it like it's really surprising, right? So, you know, now since, you know, we just read a bunch of scriptures right now, NKJV, y'all probably not used to it as much, or NIV. Um, so I'm going to bring it open to a discussion. So, you know, right next to your neighbor, what, like, just talk about what do you think your purpose is in life? You know, just, 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 you know, just give a little minute or two. You don't have to be too deep if you don't want to, you know. So, you know, just, I'm going to leave it to one or two minutes um, just to talk about it. And you guys may begin. So go ahead. All right, so we're going to begin to regroup back. Um, does anyone want to share about what they think their purpose is in life? Oh, Mark? Okay. Mm, connect with God. Amen. Preacher. Okay, okay. How about you over there? Honor him. Yes, amen. Give it up for those two. Thank you. Thank you. And that's the beauty of the, all of this. We begin to wonder about it because it doesn't especially say in scripture what it's supposed to do, except for like the Great Commission when Jesus left. But we just live with this opportunity, this ability to wonder about our future plans. And now we're going to continue to verse six through nine, where it says, we are always confident Knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well pleasing to him. And, you know, it highlights very something, right? Because it talks about being absent and being present. But then it falls with verse 7, right in between those two, I believe, for a specific reason. Because it talks about walking by faith and not by sight. So being wonderful is not something that you just see. It's something that you have faith in, right? We have to be, be faithful and trusting in God's ultimate plan for our lives. Because if, because there is no way we could be, you know, aware of all the challenges and possibilities that's going to pop up in our life just randomly, right? But if we remain faithful and trusting in God's plan in the midst of this adversity, we will forget, we will fulfill God's wonderful plan right and i kind of connect with this verse too because you know coming to icoc i'm from a non-denominational church um crenshaw christian center if y'all don't know um it's like in vermont and inglewood and it's a it's a big it's a big church right and making this transition coming over to icoc i was really nervous because you know icoc has i don't know like people just be talking bad about it you know being a cult and all this um stuff right so i was nervous reaching out to people in the church, in another church, it's not my home church, 
because of that very reason. But I remained faithful and trusting when I when I reached out to Kenny initially about um, coming to the campus ministry at Pepperdine because I was looking for another church. So I didn't want to commute all that way all the way back down. Um, so, you know, I was I remained faithful during that time of just trusting God's plan. And now I'm here, um, newly baptized. So, yeah, you know, and and I let God be my anchor for my life. Right. And we are reminded of this in Proverbs 16 and 9, where it says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Right? Like, we can do all we can do trying to, you know, make a schedule for our lives, you know, plan our daily lives. But at the end of it all, we have no true control over it because it is left up to God. And now we're going to have Grant Lee to talk about um, the wonders and trials about um challenging through adversity. So welcome out, Grant. Right. Morning, church. Let's give Timmy another round of applause, please. God spoke very powerfully through him. And uh, Timmy, thank you so much for... Oh, he's not back there. It's fine. He, he can hear us. He can hear us. Timmy, thank you so much for providing us uh, with this fresh, awesome new perspective about what God's purpose looks like in our lives and being able to wonder about the future that God has for us. Now, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Grant Lee. Uh, I'm a senior at Pepperdine studying computer science and mathematics. And uh, I'm really excited to be up here and humbled and honored to be able to share the word of God with you guys. And uh, with Timmy's perspective about wondering about the future and God's purpose for us, um, well, it's, it's pretty easy to do that when life is going well, right? When we're joyful and happy, it's very easy for us to wonder about God's purpose and his future for us. But it becomes immensely harder to do that exact same thing when life isn't going well, right? Because when life isn't going well, our first thought isn't, you know, I got some extra time. I think I'll go downstairs to the backyard, maybe watch the grass grow. Pour myself a nice cup of tea, journal, have a nice quiet time, listen to some Hillsong, and wonder about my purpose in life? Nah, nah, nah. We, we, I mean, if you do, props, you know, kudos, right? But for the most of us, when life isn't going well, we freak out. You know, when circumstances aren't going our way, we just panic. And the panic that ensues is an unfortunate result of not being angry in God, like Timmy was talking about. Amen. You know, when we're not anchored in God, that actually makes us incapable of wondering. So, how do we wonder in the panic of life? How do we wonder? Well, there are two ways that we can wonder, and I'm going to go ahead and draw us up a little metaphor here to help visualize those things. So stay with me. Here's the metaphor. Imagine you're on a boat. Little boat, big boat, doesn't matter. You're on a boat and you're on, you're on a course called life. God has set you on a course for life as you're sailing through this vast ocean of imagination and wonder. And along the way, you can stop by ports and harbors and islands, meet up with some people, make some new friends, gain some relationships, and then sail alongside together through life, through this vast ocean of wonder and imagination. Keep that in mind. You're on a boat. You also have an anchor. Who's that anchor? That anchor is God. 
You have God alongside you on this ship as you're imagining and wondering through this ocean. Now, as you're sailing life, kind of it's inevitable that the weather will change as you're sailing through and storms will start coming your way. So when storms start coming your way, you have two options here. We can grab hold of the anchor and drop it into the ocean as the storm is coming. The waves are crashing. The thunder is clapping. The lightning is striking and the boat is rocking from side to side. But we're still anchored in God. We're still anchored in God. We remain rooted and we can still stay on course on this journey to wonder. Or we can do the exact opposite of that. We can completely ignore the anchor, completely forget that it's even there and try and sail through the storm by ourselves. That doesn't really sound like a good idea, but let's be honest, been there, done that, right? Amen. Amen. But when we decide to sail without that anchor through the storm by ourselves, instead of wondering, we wander. Instead of wondering, we wander. Because when you wonder, you can still kind of get lost in your thoughts. You know, you can imagine different things and different opportunities and futures that God has for you. But ultimately, you always come back to an anchor, right? You always come back to something. That anchor being God and his purpose, the purpose that he has fashioned us for, just like Timmy mentioned. But when you sail without the anchor, you wander, you wander into a storm. And it's unfortunate because those things actually lead to worse things. Because when we wander, we begin to worry. We worry about the things that aren't necessarily in our control. We worry about the storm. We're not in control of the weather. I don't think any of us can control the weather. If you can, that'd be pretty cool, but we don't. So we don't control the weather. And in life, there are circumstances that we cannot control. And when we worry about those things and those things actually happen, we get confused. We get real confused. We get mad confused because we're like, I thought I did everything in my power to stop this. When in reality, you know, you didn't really have any control over stopping it, right? So we get confused. We get confused about why these things are happening. We get wrapped up about all these different things that are happening in our lives because I thought I did everything to stop it from happening. But, you know, newsflash, you didn't have control. And the more and more we get confused, we ultimately lead to forgetting. We forget about the purpose that God fashioned us for. And it's an unfortunate loop that we just continue to go around because we forget, we wander, we worry, we get confused, we forget, we wander, we worry, get confused. And it's an endless cycle that just keeps going and going if we sail without this anchor. Now I can go on and on about this and just like different metaphors and stuff like that. But what, what is, what does God's word have to say about wandering, right? That's the most important thing is what God has to say about wandering. I think Zechariah gives a great visual of what wandering can look like. And uh, before I go ahead and read the scripture, I want to provide some historical context for Zechariah in case you haven't read it before. Uh, Zechariah is a prophet during the post-exilic period. The book is dated around 520, 518 BC. There's plenty of influence from Jeremiah and Ezekiel. So if you read those books, it'll be very similar to that. Um, and it's said to have been written at around the same time as Haggai. And uh, the, this particular passage that we're about to read is in Zechariah 10. And the context around this chapter is Zechariah is trying to provide a means of comfort for Israel during an oppressed time when they were exiled. And he's trying to help them figure out and wonder about how God 
will form their future. How God will send the Messiah and save them. So he's telling them to wonder about these different things and be comforted by the things that God has in store for them. But he also warns them about wandering. So go ahead and flip your Bibles over to Zechariah 10 if you have them with you. And uh, give me an amen when you're there. All right, let's go. Zechariah 10 verse 2 reads, The idols speak deceitfully. Diviners see visions that lie. They tell dreams that are false. They give comfort in vain. Therefore, the people wander like sheep, oppressed for lack of a shepherd. You know, going back to the metaphor of sailing through the storm instead of being anchored in God. You know, when we choose to go through the storm, the storm itself can talk to us. The storm can tell us lies. It can whisper to us by telling us, hey, that island seems kind of safe. Maybe you should, should dock your boat over there in the midst of this storm in your life. You know, we seek comfort in the midst of the storm in any means possible because we're terrified. We're scared. It's a storm, guys. Come on. The waves are crashing. The thunder is clapping. The lightning is striking. The boat's rocking back and forth. And we're like, ah, I wish there was a solution. But there's an anchor, but we don't know that. There's an anchor, but we don't know. And I'm like, ah, where, 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 where are we going? And then the storm tells us there's an island over there. I think it'll be good for you. But in reality, what does the scripture say? The scripture says that it provides comfort in vain. When we listen to the storm, we ultimately become like the diviners that Zechariah warns about. Because during this time, the diviners were like the people that were trying to comfort Israel in their own power, their own willpower. Because they were trying to see visions and take control of their own future and then tell those lies to other people. And then that provides some sort of comfort, I guess. But that comfort is in vain because it isn't the truth. They get blinded by these visions and idols in their lives, just as it says in the scripture. You know, we seek a means to take control and see the future instead of wonder about the possibilities and opportunities that God gives us, just like the diviners are. When we listen to the lies of the storm and dock our ship on an island that doesn't necessarily make the storm go away, the storm is still there. We're just on land now, but the storm is still over us. When we do this, we wander instead of wonder. You know, just like the scripture says, we, we wander because of what? Because we lack a shepherd, right? Shepherd in this case, it's lowercase. So it's kind of up to interpretation here. Cause if it was uppercase, we'd all know that it's in reference to the good shepherd, right? But this time around it's lowercase. So we get to think about who that shepherd is. So, so who, who, who's the shepherd in your life? Who's the shepherd in my life? We get to wonder about those things. You know, the, the shepherd could be the person sitting right next to you. You know, it could be your best friend. It could be your discipler. It could be, I don't know, Justin Shump. But again, that's the beauty of it. The beauty and ambiguity of the scripture. That's a bar. The beauty and ambiguity is that we get to wonder about those things. We get to wonder about who this shepherd in our life is. God gives us the ability to wonder about that. And once we think and know that God has revealed that person in our lives. We get to wonder even more. We get to wonder about, okay, how is this shepherd in our life 
able to move us and bring us closer to God in the midst of the storm. And once we get through that storm together, we then get to wonder even more. We get to wonder about, hey, how is God going to use this shepherd and myself to impact the next person? So in the midst of the storms, when we have a good shepherd to take along with us and the anchor to drop when the storm hits, we can make it through. And we can continue to sail on the ocean of wonder that God has set out for us. So then, we have a choice. We can choose to wonder about the things that aren't necessarily in our control and wander away into the storm by ourselves. We begin to worry about the things that aren't in our control. And when those things happen, we get confused. And when we get confused, we get so wrapped up in the confusion that we ultimately forget the purpose that God has fashioned for us. Or, big or here, we can choose to wonder about the amazing, amazing things that God has planned for us. The amazing opportunities and possibilities In the midst of trials, we can wonder about how the shepherds in our lives will help transform us to help the next person who could be going through the exact same storm that you are. You know, you see the storm and you're like, dude, I've seen that exact same hurricane, man. It twists to the right, sail to the left. (laughs) And once you get through the storm, you can still continue to wonder about how God will bless you because he knows that you drop the anchor And you were rooted and remained in him in the midst of the storm instead of trying to sail through it by yourself. So with that in mind, the ideas of having a shepherd in your life and how to practice wondering in our lives. Timmy and I came up with one action step. You guys can and we can all implement together this week. I think it'll be a lot of fun. It's actually a really fun one, too. So this action step is this week. Take some time to sit down with a close friend, a shepherd in your life, and just talk. Talk and wonder about the joys and happiness that God has in store for you. Wonder about such things with each other. And I, it, it, it may seem like, oh man, like I'm just sitting down having a conversation about the future. I mean, Grant, I'm, I'm an adult, like. I'm good, bro. Like, I got my life figured out. I, I think I know where my future is going, right? I don't know how this will help. It will. You want to know how I know? I did it. Unknowingly, too. You know, before I even came up with this with Timmy, this action step together, I did it subconsciously. I'm going to share a little bit about my life and how this specific action step has brought me to wonder again. Um... These these past couple of months haven't necessarily been the greatest. They've been the hardest storms that I've ever faced in my entire life. And if you know me and my family personally, you don't know what happened. And I'll I'll go ahead and explain some things. Um, It it happened. It's the storm started in October of last year. Um, My aunt passed away uh, from an undetected colon cancer. Uh, She went into the hospital, and two weeks afterwards, she didn't come home. And uh, she was a second mom to me. Uh, We spent Almost every day, every weekend together, um, she brought a smile to everyone's face. And, and not, not just her family, but the entire church. She was a faithful warrior for God. That's right. Amen. And she still is. She's up there. But it was hard. It was a storm. It was a big storm. I had never faced something like that before. And I thought, okay, that's God, I'm good. Like, 
I, I'd like some clear skies, no waves. Like, I just want to, like, you know, just drift off. It'll be good. It'll be good. And I come around December, around my birthday. I was super excited to celebrate it with friends and family. I get a phone call from a friend in high school that I haven't spoken to in, like, five years. She was like, hey, I need you to sit down for this because I need to tell you something. And I was like, oh, boy, what's going on here? She's like, hey, one of our close friends from high school passed away from cardiac arrest while he was at school. And uh, this guy was my ride or die my junior year of high school. We were the only ones that took a physics class together. This extremely hard physics class. And he was there every single day picking my head up when I was falling asleep in lecture. He's a great guy. But it was another storm in my life. I was like, okay, yeah, that, that should be it, right? No. The storms kept coming into my life where around February, March, uh, my, my grandfather passed away as well. Um, and this was just as I started studying the Bible with him. Uh, he, he only speaks Korean, so my dad and I started studying the Bible with him, and he was translating, and, and I got to see my grandpa in a way that I've never seen him before. Vulnerable, and get to hear about his past and the complications, and how God moved through his life. And that time was cut short, and that was another storm. And in the midst of that, uh, both my parents were in and out of the hospital. My mom experienced partial paralysis, almost complete paralysis, actually. She couldn't move for an entire week. You know, by the grace of God, she's here today. She's doing well. She's able to move around. She's back at it. And my dad was also in the hospital as well. And all of this was a result. It resulted in a lot of emotional trauma. And I thought the storms would never end. But as the summer started to unfold and I was able to do a lot of fun stuff with friends, got, got to go to New York, went on to the uh, campus internship, two-day intensive in Orange County, went to worship concerts, got to hang out with the campus ministry again. I was encouraged and inspired and it's funny because this action step of just sitting down and talking with someone happened not too long ago. I was on the phone with one of our campus interns, Mark Felici. He's one of my best friends. I consider him a shepherd in my life as well. And we were just sitting down. I was like, bro, life's on the up, man. You know, it's, it's been crazy, but life's on the up. And then we just started sitting down and started to talk and wonder about what God has in store for our future. We're young. We got so much ahead of us. The past is in the past. And after saying those words, I was able to get closure about all the things that have happened. Losing people in my life, losing friendships, relationships in my life. Being able to close that chapter and instead of wandering, come back and wonder about how amazing God is. So church, we have a choice. Choose to wonder. And when the storms come our way, don't forget don't you worry about a thing, because every little thing is going to be all right. Amen. Church, choose to wonder. Amen. Good morning, church. My name is Vincent Lara, and I'm a sophomore at the Santa Monica College. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Today, I have the awesome privilege to be able to share um, for communion today. And I think when I was asked, um, I think I was really, really excited just because the opportunity to share something that means so much to me was really, really incredible. So, Get this, I started to wonder what I was going to say, 
And this is what I pretty much came up with. So I think um, that as a kid, I really always wondered what my life was going to look like. Um, I think, to be honest, I never imagined that I would be here in L.A., in the West Side Church, living in a brother's household, or just even as a Christian in general. That was never um, a plan for my life. And I think that that's mainly because, like, prior to 2019, I really didn't know God. Um, I really didn't know any of you existed, barring maybe Emma Shump, <laughs> just because she was my, my brother's sister. Um, and that really just blows my mind, that I had no idea that this existed. Um, and it makes me feel just so grateful. I'm so grateful for what God has given me. And I thought, like it's, it's, it's just incredible to me. And I can't, I can't help but feel just so grateful that I have the perfect way out of my struggles now through God or that I have a relationship with my creator. I can't help but feel so grateful that I was rescued from a life of sin at such a young age. And I used to think that that was a really bad thing. I was always so envious of my friends. Like, man, like they're in college. They get to do whatever they want. You know, I'm in college and here I am learning about, you know, boundaries and self-control and having discipline, you know, (laughs) and I used to think of that as a bad thing. But now I'm so grateful that I get to experience that because it like I'm protected from so much hurt and pain that I've already been exposed to. And so I don't want to go through more. (laughs) I can't help but feel so grateful um, that my walk is still going on, that there have been people in my life that their walk is kind of, you know, stopped or it's been halted for a brief time. And I can't help but feel so grateful that God has blessed me with a support system and love to Keep fighting the good fight. It's amazing. And just to be honest, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Just thinking back on my life, thinking how I ended up here, it it does not make sense at all. It doesn't make sense that I'm forgiven for my sins. It doesn't make sense that God called me to eternal life like Scripture says. It doesn't make sense that I have such a good life now. I was was on my way to Malibu one time um, talking to my roommate. Mark Felici. <laughs> we were on our way to have a picnic, and we were in a convertible, which is like a dream for me. I love convertibles. Listening to really good music, just laughing and having a really good time. And during all that, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the moment, but God blessed me with something incredible. He blessed me with the ability to reflect in that moment on the moment that I was having. And I turned to Mark and I said, Doug, we have such great lives. Like, let's, let's just think about this for a second. Okay. We are 19, maybe 20 years old. Okay. On our way to a beautiful beach with the most incredible family of friends that someone could ask for. Right. We're driving in again, a convertible car. Okay. <laughs> Listening to really good music and we're driving on the PCH. Like it's something out of like a song or like a movie or something like that. And. I like I asked myself like in that moment and I ask myself this often. How could God give me this? How am I worthy to have everything that I've ever desired? Family, love, friendship, genuine friendship, genuine love. I think how could God possibly have fixed the problems that I thought were impossible or so huge in my life? How could God make me for the first time truly happy? 
happy to be alive, happy to have the people that I have around me, hopeful, to, hopeful for the future. And again, none of this makes sense if I don't look back to the cross. You see, for me, the cross and Jesus' Jesus's sacrifice remind me just how much I am loved and valued by God. My entire life has been characterized by trying to find purpose in things that were so temporary, relationships, my studies, athletics, anything like that. None of it ever mattered or lasted in the long run. It was only when I accepted God's gracious hand, when I was drowning in sin, drowning in sorrow, drowning in the pain of living outside of the kingdom, that I truly found what I was looking for, that love and that purpose that everyone seeks, I found in God. And that purpose and love that I desired was perfectly demonstrated with Jesus' death and resurrection. Keeping his sacrifice on my mind and heart keeps me grounded and gives me that purpose. So I want to open up our Bibles. Um, I want to share a scripture that just reminds me of how I'm loved. Um, it's Ephesians 2. Um, Verses 4 and 5, so I'll give you guys time to flip there really quick. Thanks, buddy. Alrighty. So the scripture reads, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. You see, for the first time in my life, I feel alive. And it's not due to temporary things like, man, I just rode the drop of doom at Magic Mountain and survived. Or for those of you who know baseball, I just hit a walk-off single to win the game. No, I feel alive because at a point I was dead. I was dead and now I've been made alive again. This time I've been made whole and I've been given purpose in this life. As of most of you as well, we all have purpose in God. So as we take communion, I really want to reflect on the love that God has for us, the love that saves us, the loves that we the love that we are so undeserving of, but that he gives freely and the love that gives us new life. So thank you. And at this time, I'll pray for our communion. Dear God, Lord, I am just so grateful for you. I am so grateful that you give us purpose, that you love us and that. Like Grant said, we can be anchored in you, Father. I'm just so grateful that you give us new beginnings and that you allow us to have a way out of all of our problems, Lord. That it doesn't make life easier, but you give, you give us so many tools and you equip us to handle those problems, Father. I'm so thankful that we were able to do this intern service. I'm grateful that it has gone smoothly so far. And I really thank you for putting all of these people in my life, Father. You are amazing. And I love you. It's in your son's name that I pray. Amen. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.